Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means a lot that you guys came out to listen. As you know, my name is Mike Zago. I'm the host of The Link Podcast. First, I just want to say thank you to the fans. It means a lot that you would come out today and celebrate this really cool Oscars episode with me. Secondly, I would have to thank TJ Tromboli. Without you, none of this nonsense could have happened. Everyone would have laughed less, everyone would have cried less, and everyone would have learned less Japanese, frankly. I'd like to thank the Academy for absolutely nothing. I'd like to thank the filmmakers for giving us something to talk about this week. I'd like to thank the first half of this podcast for being about this year in movies, and what's wrong with the Oscars, and why TJ and I don't really enjoy it very much, and what they could do to fix it. Some wacky ideas? Maybe. Some good ones? Definitely. I'd like to thank the Batman for throwing us into a wild tangent that lasted longer than I thought it would go, but we did think it would go a while. We ranted about Batman. What are you going to do? It relates to the Oscars, I swear it does. I guess for that, I should also thank Twilight for existing. And lastly, I would like to thank all the minor awards for getting their time in the spotlight in this episode. Lastly, I would like to thank Twitter and Instagram for providing us with at the link underscore podcast. And there's the music. They're playing me off. I'll see everybody on the other side. Thank you very much. So after doing, I don't know, 15 minutes of let's talk about this on the podcast before we turn the mics on, we're turning the mics on. Finally turning the mics on. We <laughs> had a, a 30 minute of pre-chat. <laughs> yeah. Censored pre-chat. <laughs> like, we shouldn't do this yet. We let's shouldn't wait. talk about this. Yeah. Basically just sitting in silence until That's we correct. start this. Yeah, it's <laughs> the best. Well, what's this? My fourth? Fifth? Sixth? I don't know. I don't know. It's fourth. And fifth. I'm just. I'm we just, did the first I'm one, break, episode four. I'm breaking down glass ceilings left and right. <laughs> You're definitely the leading man. Yeah. I'm the Leo DiCaprio of your podcast. You are. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you see that Leo DiCaprio's dad was in. Was in Licorice Pizza. Yeah. Not what I would expect Leo DiCaprio's dad right? to look like at all. When it came up on the credits, and now we're totally jumping all over jumping the place because we're not going to get started. to this until next week <laughs> for the people that are listening. But <laughs> it's, it's a nice little taste. It is a little taste. And I couldn't believe When I saw DiCaprio on the credits, I had no idea when I was watching it. Only yeah. when the credits came up, and I was like, can't be him and i googled it george dicaprio it's his dad yeah. crazy it's hilarious that like when you look up a picture of the two of them side by side <laughs> you're like i'm like what like his dad just looks like a grifter like it's i kind of like, want leo dude... to end up looking like that oh it would be amazing it, he might it, oh it would be it would be something to be i do old. think for the first time leo is starting to show his age Oh, yeah. You can tell, like, he still has, he's one of those dudes, like, kind of like Tobey Maguire, where, like, even though they're aging, they still have, like, that boyish face. Yes. But, like, you can start to see it in Leo. Like, it's the cheeks away. are getting a little pudgier. Like, I like it. No, I, I think it suits him. Yeah. I'm, and, uh, I'm always for people aging naturally. Naturally, right. Instead of them trying it looks to way better. look like a porcelain doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Don't Look Up, he started to, like, yeah. look like a normal person. I know that was a yeah. lot of makeup he, and design yeah. and whatever, but still. He actually looked his age for He can once. do roles <laughs> that are normal people now instead of just pretty boy stuff, Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, like he could float around, which is good because he's always been that good fine line of an A-list actor, but also a really good character actor. Agreed. And those don't always go hand in hand with each other. It was probably hard for him to not do those kind of roles. Yeah, yeah especially because he just looks like a middle-aged dad in this movie. It's yeah, like, which is it's great. so funny. All right, so now we've done two minutes on Leo's dad. <laughs> this is why we needed to do a double episode. <laughs> I want to start by talking about the awards show itself, which, as far as I understand, neither of us like. The good old Academy Awards. No, it's got it's, it's just gotten progressively worse and worse. I you feel like so? as time has gone on. Yeah, because like I feel like... 
at least when I was in high school, I can't really pinpoint what I liked about them, but I remember watching them all the time and being like excited to watch them and always enjoyed watching them. For me, and, it's the speeches. I and, still like and now, the speeches. I can't stand any of it. I know. <laughs> it's not worth me getting through all the other shit to yeah. get to the speeches. Well, the, it, it, the speeches depend because sometimes there can be really good speeches and then sometimes there's the really terrible speeches where you're just listening to a person rattle off 70 names of people you've That's never true. even heard of. Awful. And it's, it's tor- like the best speeches are the people that come up, give a little anecdote about what it means to them and what brought them to the dance and like how special a moment like that is to them thank whatever it is that made you want to do this quickly and then get the fuck out of there yeah yeah the long list of thanks is like if you get nominated you should go up to every person you want to thank and thank them thank them exactly (laughs) and then shut up or if you really need to say it up on stage just go to anyone who worked on this movie or helped make it a possibility thank you yes and not going hey and then i got john schumacher who was the lead <laughs> production designer who uh, actually got the laces for my shoes and seen a of the uh the night shoes. It's actually it's joel's like, cousin yeah. who is a cobbler <laughs> yeah. and has a lot of cobbler. shoelaces it's just like dude shut the fuck up yeah like, it's crazy that, at that point i'm always like play the music play the music yeah i don't I care if you just started play the music i know so they need to figure out first of all they need to figure out how to make the show more interesting to watch the actual television show yeah. of the oscars i don't know if they're is a way to do it. I think there's an interesting way that I came up with. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. They should break it into two nights, okay. and they should have more awards, actually. And I have this written throughout all my notes throughout both of these double episodes, so I'll refer you're back trying, to it. You're trying to pull a WrestleMania now. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand why WrestleMania did it, because it's just the same thing on the two nights. <laughs> yeah. But I do understand that even if the first night is for more diehard people who want to see the smaller awards, or you can split it yeah, up differently, like whatever your production you want to do. design, all the ones that they're like, hey, we're not putting on the air this year. Either that, those are still going to exist, right? Some of them I don't give a shit about. Yeah, I mean. But I think they can add awards. Like, I think they were supposed to add like a fan vote award this year. They are. They're doing like the fan favorite. Yeah, see, that is close to what I want, but I don't want fans to vote on it because yeah, that becomes because ridiculous. then you're good because you can't trust human beings. It's just going to be also Twitter bots. Yeah, just like well, it's, and then it's going to be whoever does actually vote is just going to do whatever meme they could think of, and they're going to find yeah, like the silliest movie exactly. that they can nominate. Like right. it, it's you, just it's nonsense. It's can't, not going to go well. Can't trust democracy in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Russia's going to steal the Oscars, dude. <laughs> but I think they should do a blockbuster award for the movies that are not. I don't want to say they're not good. Yeah, I, get what you're I don't want to say like, they're not proficient, the, but it's a different genre. Yeah, the movies that don't really stand a chance. The Avengers Endgame these. Award. Yeah, right? like it's yeah. big. The scale is big. It's, it's a moment. It's yeah. a very popular thing that matters. Yeah, it's like your summer blockbuster award. And that's what it like, has to be. Yeah. Like there needs to be that. There needs to be representation. If this is the movies awards, then we're leaving out the biggest movies. Yeah, it's and it's weird that it's you leave out the movies that are the reason you're allowed to make all these right? other movies that you it's nominate so and crazy. give away. Because it's like, if Spider-Man No Way Home didn't come out, movie studios movies would not be it literally, very okay right now. Spider-Man was the defibrillator to the movie's yeah. heart. You know like, what I mean? Like, they needed that badly. They did. And then they're just like, not that I think it should be nominated for Best Picture, but then they're just like, yeah, Spider-Man, fuck off now. That's it's, why it's time you need for a different award. Yeah, that's why you need like a block. 100%. Because that would be tailor-made to like so you need a blockbuster there's, there's a million style of award. Those. Another good one, Stunt, I think. Stuntman. 
Stuntman is a good one that I didn't even have written. How do you not nominate stunt people at this that point? That is crazy. They're such a huge thing. They yeah. do so much. They're unsung heroes good of one. like all of your favorite movies that you think of today. MCU wouldn't be a thing if good you point. didn't have stunt people. Yeah. Because I don't care how good Tom Holland is at doing backflips in a wire. Like he ain't doing you stunts. You know what would end up happening <laughs> is Tom Cruise would just try to win that award every year. I'd say give it to it him. It would be really funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anytime a Mission Impossible movie came out, <laughs> he would absolutely deserve That's it. That's the only one he's gunning for. He's like, don't yeah. nominate yeah. me for best actor. I'm going for stunt man yeah. of the year. Because like think about like the Rock stunt double. Yeah. Like that dude does so much because the Rock doesn't do his own stunts. You don't think the Ryan so? Reynolds doesn't do his own stunts. No, Ryan Reynolds no, definitely absolutely. doesn't no. do his own stunts. No, The Rock is too big. He is all for show. If you, the last time he know, wrestled, dude. he did one move and <laughs> tore his quadricep. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. This man is for show only now. <laughs> Granted, he could absolutely murder me if he yeah, wanted yeah, to. Of course, but <laughs> of course. For what it's worth, Dwayne, if you're listening, I don't advocate that take. But if you want to come on the podcast and talk about it, I mean, we can get into it. There's other ones, too. I think there should be a, I don't know, a clever name for it, but a small role award. A good example is Bradley Cooper. Like you're kind of like cameo performance yeah. type deal. Yeah, maybe they only have a couple lines, but you go like, wow, that was memorable. Or like that stood out. Something. Like well, you're Brad Pitt in the uh, Lost City that's coming out. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I think it's like a... Like the same way supporting actor is a secondary to best actor, there should be a third. Yeah. Well, didn't they, they used to have like a best newcomer mm. award too. Like who, whoever was like the young up and coming like kids coming 100%. out. A hundred percent. Like your Florence Pooh, your Chalamet. Yeah. Um, you should definitely have that. All them. Even if you wanted to do it by age, I don't care. Like whatever you want to do. Yeah. Like you cap it at like 25 what or something. What about kids actor like awards? Like that's kind of weird. I that would, yeah. That's a little, that's a weird one. But like still it's <laughs> really, yeah, I mean, the kid are, in Belfast was really good. Yeah. There are a lot of like really good kid actors that put in these like really good performances in movies that, you know, well, should have it, yeah, exactly. their moment to like get a little recognition at them. And the biggest one I think is super necessary and I'm going to refer to it a couple times is an actor who was in multiple big movies that year we You're just like, talked about Andrew yeah, Garfield Andrew Garfield throwing in three heavy one. hitters this year Dude, like how is that not recognized if he doesn't yeah. win best actor and even if he does win best actor the other movies just go by the wayside yeah. you're not going to nominate him multiple times in the same category probably so yeah you can't all these different things those are just a couple I'm sure there's a million you could do a second night with all that kind of stuff which is literally just geared towards the public and leave yeah, the Oscars like the way your... they are it's fine like yeah. you can have you can be artsy there that's okay yeah it's not like the artsiness it's a problem I think it's just like the holier than thou sentiment that they have that like this idea that we should care yeah because it's like they don't do car award shows at the end of the year and expect anyone <laughs> right. to care about the car award shows or expect those to pull in like 16 million people and that's it's true. only entertainment awards where they're like how come nobody's watching yeah but it's then like, they get surprised nobody when nobody cares it, well <laughs> yeah i think people would care if they were nominating the movies that anyone actually watched like watched yeah like if we pull if we did like a family feud style and went out and pulled like 100 people how many people saw drive my car besides you and me <laughs> I mean, like, I would aside from people zero. who literally watch all of the Oscar movies just to just do to that, say they watched them, yeah. then zero, zero, yeah. yeah. And we stood out of a movie theater, and it's a shame because <laughs> like a lot of them are like you, you miss out on a lot of good movies. Like you should see a healthy balance of everything. You should see your art house movies. You should see your blockbusters. You need a good balance. Do you think the Oscars wants to be this way? I heard them on a podcast that I can't remember now, but I heard it compared to the Pulitzer Prize. 
which is I over the pool is very Pulitzer really Prize. very uh, prestigious, yeah. but also nobody knows who wins the Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. I couldn't tell you a single Pulitzer so, yeah. Prize winning well, writer. because they make it like such a thing now where it's like they've let the award go too much to their head where it's like it's such a this is such a pristine thing right. that we can't afford to nominate a lesser entity yeah. like a spider-man we have it's to control like, it yeah yeah exactly like it has to be like the best of the best of the art house it has to be something that only three people read and said it was so exactly. beyond their time exactly and then what ends up happening is everybody going into it including us probably has that like i need to figure out how to like this movie kind of feeling yeah and it sucks because when you look up like even on reddit or on the internet or just between people you feel like you're compelled to point out the things that are good about it and if you say like nah that movie just wasn't for me then you're like oh idiot you don't get yeah. it go watch so uncultured yeah. yeah exactly right which i hate why don't you go it- watch a jungle cruise you fool <laughs> Here's where I edit in a full hour of you just shitting on Jungle, <laughs> shitting on jungle Cruise. <laughs> Previously. On... <laughs> oh, man, that would be funny. Only reason I'm not going to do it, you should go back and listen to the Summer Blockbuster Podcast, episode 32 with TJ. Good one. Check it out. It's a weird divide, and I don't know where it happened, because if you go back far enough, like when we were kids, there were those big movies that were getting nominated. The Lord of the Rings one of the most award-winning movies of all time. Do you think if The Lord of the Rings came out today, it would get that kind of recognition at the Academy Awards? I don't know. It's would a it good be question? It's weird because it came out right at that time where like special effects were still early enough that you were doing a lot of practical effects work. So Lord of the Rings has very because look at the Hobbit that came out right around now, and look at how much like a video game that just it's looks different. like because it's just so CGI heavy. Yeah. And it suffers because of it. It does. So, like, if they had made The Lord of the Rings now, would it have still held up like it did when it was released? Man, it's... I don't know. It's interesting. I can't tell if we've just aged and our outlooks are different from then. (laughs) It's possible. I mean, hey, in 1977, Star Wars got nominated for Best Picture. Right. In 1982, E.T. got nominated for Best Picture. practical effects. You're onto something here. Yeah, practical effects. They kind of care about that kind of stuff. Practical effects work matter. It It should should still matter. Uh, Yeah, and I think it does. You got your VFX awards. Give me the practical effects award. That would be. I want to see that today. Who did the best practical effect? That's what I'm saying. Like, why aren't there these things? I don't understand why they're so locked down to just what they've done forever. Because they've added stuff before, and if they're willing to add a fan vote, then add some other shit. Like, at least if nothing else, it would add buzz, and people would be like, "I'll tune in for that second night to see what it's about." Might have to check that out. Yeah, I I think it's worth looking at. It's interesting. It's a weird divide. How Um, do you feel about streaming services getting in on the mix and there being so many more movies produced in general? I don't got a problem with that. I don't got a problem with it either. For the first time, it feels like Netflix is going to get their win. More movies is never a problem in my eyes. Not a problem at all, but it does Um, make it more difficult. And this is why they expanded the Best Picture field in general. Yeah, it's because there's just so many. It makes it more difficult to pick, and yet... This year's Best Pictures, which you guys will hear about in the next episode. Ad nauseum. (laughs) Well, that's true. (laughs) I felt like it was still hard to pick this year somehow. Even though they expanded it, it was like, which ones do we put in here? And I don't know. I I don't know how to close that gap because you can't expand it more. It's already too big. But if you make it smaller and all these streaming services start to really go after, not necessarily Oscar baiting, but like going after big budget movies like Power of the Dog going to Netflix, something like that. How do you deal with that you can't ever go back to five i think you can go back to five you think so because look at netflix 
how many movies they put out a year, like original movies? They put like one out every couple of weeks. Yeah. How many of them are actually good? Probably a handful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Less than five. Yeah, but then you got the Hulus of the world, the Amazons, yeah. and then- But also- Theaters. Name me one good Amazon movie. <laughs> it's tough because they have a lot of movies, <laughs> but they're not Amazon originals. Yeah. They're yeah. just stuff that they've acquired- You're right. And produced- but it's a matter of time, right? Because they have all the money in the world. It's not them yeah. creating the well, movie. Well, I guess we'll they're just buying the rights yeah. to the movie. We'll figure that out come what's it September when they release the Lord of the Rings show, right? Because they sunk a lot of money into that. Correct. And I can't wait for that turd. You think so? <laughs> oh, I think it looks awful. I, it's I hard just to tell. don't care. I don't put much stock into trailers to be. Honest yeah, with you. I mean the trailer didn't do much for me, but obviously, like I'll watch it anyway because it's of the course. Lord of the Rings. But it's going to be just, a phenomenon. It's one of those things where it's just like I don't think you have anything to add for me. I like Lord of the Rings as an IP, obviously. I do think a lot of people are just chasing Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's all it is. That's what that seems like. It was just like, hey, we need the next Game of Thrones. Yeah. We own the Lord of the Rings. Why don't we make some Lord of the Rings stuff? I feel like there should be some more forward thinking from some executives of like, I actually think it might be the opposite. Even with the new Game of Thrones series that's going to come out, like, you can't just keep doing the same uh. shit over and over. <laughs> You actually should go the complete other way and try to yeah. be the one that blazes the new path. They should. HBO should just lock George R. R. Martin in a room and be like, you're not allowed out until Winds of Winter's done. <laughs> yeah. I swear We're not f- producing any more shows. Fuck- yeah. You're not getting another fucking dime from us We're until make you sure finish that, that goddamn book. <laughs> puts out a turd of Lord of the Rings. We're killing fantasy until you finish this book. <laughs> until you finish this goddamn book. <laughs> yeah. he, he had an article the other day where it was like, it's been 12 years since the last book came out. The entire run of Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's insane. And he had the balls when somebody asked him how the progress was going to say that we're impatient. <laughs> we're yeah. impatient. I think he's he's hamming it up now. Oh, absolutely. He knows the attention. He up. knows. But it's probably been 12 years. And then what was it? Like three years ago, he was like, I got a new book for you. And we're like, here we go. And then he's that's like, it. it's the Targaryen <laughs> dynasty. Here's 600 pages. It's like, you son of a you, bitch. Dude. Yeah, and then he's writing video games now. Yeah, he wrote an Elden Ring. It's <laughs> yeah. like, bro, are you doing anything, Winds of Winter? Like, yeah, I think it's all a troll. That shit's never coming. Yeah, out. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he cares anymore. He made no, his money. He's done. Yeah. And hey, if he would just tell people that, it'd be fine. Yeah, just come out and say it. I have I no agree. interest in finishing this book. Good. Now right. I don't gotta wait anymore. I don't gotta worry. I can I move agree. on to other shit. You I know, got plenty I, of other fandoms I can go hate on right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think the Emmys have these problems. They do nominate. No, you never. Stuff. You never hear any like riffraff coming from the Emmy. They just give you exactly what's right. If Breaking Bad is awesome, they nominate Breaking Bad. Yeah. It's kind of like they don't really miss. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, maybe the Oscars are like a step above in like they know people are going to rant about it, which requires us to talk about it. Yeah, so I guess they're just like bad press is still good press. Maybe. But, I don't know. I think the big problem with the Academy Awards is that it's probably still a bunch of old white guys yeah. running the Academy that are just like, oh, I'm not watching this movie. There's a black guy in it. But at the same time, they almost only nominate those kind of movies yeah. that they seem to not want to watch. Yeah. So it's this weird dichotomy between the two things. Yeah, they just hit that like mode where it's like we have to nominate stuff that one, nobody's seen. Two was made for under like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. And three, like nobody actually really enjoyed. Like Drive My Car, <laughs> I did enjoy parts of it and we'll talk about it. But like someone on the Academy must have specifically said, I don't know, maybe this is going a step too far, but it seems like they wanted an Asian made movie in there since Parasite was such so, a So yeah, that they were like we have to like and keep that year, momentum going. Yeah, exactly. And so this is three years in a row. And and Minari deserved it. And yeah. so did Parasite. Where they just go for, like, what's the one 
Asian market movie we can get. Yeah, and I'm not saying Drive My Car wasn't good. It, it might have deserved it also, but it yeah. just feels like they're putting these placeholders into the they're just They're just checking like, boxes. That's all what it feels is. like. Right. It doesn't feel like anything is actually earned. It's just them checking a box. Yeah. We're like, we need to be 25% Latino. We need to be 25% <laughs> gay. We need to be 25% straight. <laughs> just like, What's the other 50? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, all right. That's a good cue to move on. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Um, I think it was 2019 when Ford v Ferrari came out. Yeah. And one of the guys was like, somebody on the Academy was like, I won't vote for that movie because in the driving scene when he's racing, he takes a moment to take his sunglasses off. You'd never do that in a real race. <laughs> And it was like, what? This is your reasoning that's for excluding? A, like, that's in, it's a movie. Yeah, you know what also sucks? It's is not that the real. Academy isn't public. They should have to. That's a good fix too. Yeah, they should have to tell people who they're voting for and put it on yeah. the internet. Should be much more transparent. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, like, much more transparent about who's even in the academy. I have no fucking idea. No who's idea. In the academy. Also, and the only time to... you see it's when those people come out with the briefcases. There's just old white guys, Hilarious. and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> is this? Is this a security guard? Yeah, is he right, in yeah. the academy? Yeah. He's got like a handcuff to his like, <laughs> briefcase. Yeah, I don't get all that either. And if they were smart and wanted a revenue stream, they would just create a podcast of the academy talking about what they voted for and why. Yeah. That would there's be super like, interesting. There's so much they could do to like change with the times that they're just like actively not doing. I know, I know. Okay, so let's talk about biggest snubs. I think we're aligned yeah, think on we the biggest one. Both had the same one. Tick, tick, boom was my favorite movie of the year. And I am not understanding at all why it wasn't nominated because it actually does check those boxes. Yeah. La La Land was nominated. Not that they're the same thing, but it proves that a, a modern musical can yeah. get and to the finish line. One of the few musicals this year that like worked really well, that like told. So I mean, I, I honestly think all the musicals that were released last year were really good. In the Heights was also really good. Yeah. And I mean, we'll get to West Side Story later. We will. But um, Tick, Tick, Boom, it, it was easily the best of the bunch. It was. And it was just a better and, movie than those other ones. Yeah. I and I also like the way it made it unique and interesting. I like the way they played with time. Yes. And it's like, it's him going on the play that eventually led him to rent. And all the while that he's telling these stories, we get to go back and like actually see him as he's formulating to this moment of that play. It's a story within it's, a story within yeah, a story. It's super interesting. And I usually love, the Academy I love loves that kind of shit. Yeah, they was, suck up to that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was like they were like, we can only nominate one musical. It's crazy. For the people that didn't see TikTok. Steven Boom. Spielberg. Wait, <laughs> yeah. we got, it's, it's Stevie. We got we to gotta do it. <laughs> Which is crazy because, again, Tick, Tick, Boom, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, his directorial debut. Yeah. So you would think he has... Almost as much clout as Spielberg at this point in modern time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe not quite, but still. Well, especially musical-wise, at least. Right. He's all over the He's place. Moana, Encanto, uh, and everything. It's in the Heights, yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the Heights, yeah. And so for his directorial debut, which he did an awesome job at, which I was actually blown away at how good the directing was for this, because it was a hard task to kind of do the, like, yeah. not only is it a play within a movie, but it's two plays within a movie, yeah. and the musical scenes, which need to flow directly. Yeah, and it have, was, like, a pop to it. It was a tall order. Non-linear storytelling in general is just a hard thing to pull off. So to, to do that as, like, your first directing and movie. to have an actor in Andrew Garfield who is a huge actor and not a singer before this... To make him nail it, or, yeah. I mean, Garfield deserves the credit, obviously, but 
that's a directorial thing too. It's like here's how you should be doing this. Yeah. They're working together. Like, this was a team. He had the foresight to be like, this is my guy. Everything about it just felt like this is a power combination. This is what the Oscars would love. I this was fun to watch, but artsy too. I don't get it. I wonder if it's another one where, since it's a Netflix movie, Netflix were hedging all their bets on Power of the Dog, and Maybe. they just didn't bother to market Maybe. Tick Tick Boom to them as much because they were like, the Academy was like, you get one. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I could see that being a I thing too, too, where yeah. they're like, listen, we can only check one box, so you push whatever movie you want to push, and that's it. it. And to be fair, Tick Tick Boom is nominated for. It was nominated at the Golden Globes all over the place. Yeah, a bunch yeah, of different things. Different Garfield places. is nominated. His still. his hair in that movie cracks me up every time. Yeah. He's got like that like like the frilly like kind of like Brillo pad like, type of hair. It's it's like so, uh, yeah, Corey it's Matthews from Boy Meets World. Yeah, or he's got like a like yeah, Steve It's like a Kramer esque like hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope they work together again at some point. Oh yeah, Miranda that would be and Garfield. That would be great. He he carried that movie. He was so, that whole scene where after he finds out that his best friend has AIDS Ugh. and he goes into Central Park and he just sits at that piano in the park. Dude, the the him floored. directing it made a huge difference to me because the difference between In the Heights and this there were many obviously, but it made a big difference in the songs relating to the plot more and yeah. flowing in and out of song much better because he had a stranglehold on what the movie should look like, like and when yeah. the song should come and moving plot forward during songs yeah that's rare usually like west side story for example will just break into song and then go back and yeah. that's fine and then it's plot yeah which is like which is that's, okay. that's usually the template that, for musicals right. well, yeah. i'm not hating on that but this was it's, so different it's nice when you get something unique yeah. exactly so yeah i think i mean like i said la la land is my favorite musical ever i love that movie me too and this might be second honestly it's definitely up there it's really really good yeah Justin Hurwitz wrote the music on La La Land and Damien Chazelle directed yeah the guy who wrote the music for La La Land just nailed bumps out they also did the music for uh, The Greatest Showman yes another bop, great movie bop after bop those songs yeah. are so goddamn catchy I'm thinking about it going to see hurts. The Music Man on Broadway with, oh, Hugh, Jackman. with Hugh Jackman yeah thinking about it because he's awesome that would be um, cool. I can't stand Broadway plays Really? Yeah, That's a different podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no disrespect to Hurwitz or Chazelle from La La Land, but it makes a difference to have the same person write the music and do the directing of the movie. It, yeah. it just has to yeah. matter it if you do like, a good job. Like, the ceiling is higher. Yeah. It flow, I feel like it, you get, like, a better flow with it because it's strictly one vision within the music and the story yeah. blending together. Yep, I agree. The combination of it being his life story, it's about Jonathan Larson, I think his name is, who wrote Rent. Yeah, and you learned something too. I didn't know that he died before Neither did it I. came out. Neither did I. I. I thought it was really interesting the combining of it being his life story, but also being the acting out of the scenes that end up in the Tick Tick Boom musical. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, his yeah. life is feeding those non-linear narratives. Yeah. So that when you hit the song you know what just triggered that song to be written. Yeah. And it was those, just those awesome. Gems. The one he sings with Vanessa Hudgens, where it's like that upbeat one, and they're like moving their heads. Yes. Like, all, like in the diner. Like pantomimes. Um, it's, it's, so, it's so good. Really, really good. So good. There's just, everything about that movie is phenomenal. I just thought the connection to the character was just so deep because of the music and because of those things. You've got to feel what he's feeling. You've got to feel the... Uh, by the way, we're it's spoiler time at some point, so uh, it, sorry yeah. if spoil things. I mean, if you're watching this at this point you haven't seen any of these movies like that's on you we'll be light with it if we can but... i won't i'll spoil fucking everything <laughs> for you 
at a certain point he gets rejected from one of his plays and you you feel it with him because you've gone through this journey but you also already kind of know that he's writing other things but you haven't gotten the reveal yet and i yeah. just thought it was like masterfully written and i think it's really difficult to pull off an original musical yeah plus but, the whole aids side of it yeah and, and the new york a, city side of it which i'm a sucker for but it's a like, very period type movie yeah where but it really how do you fit all certain... these things into one movie and nail yeah. it and then not get recognized for it it, it, it really just, bothers it me. meshes very well well it's 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 an unfortunate victim of the fact probably that Netflix could only hype up so much stuff. Maybe. And they were like, all right, well, we can't nominate two musicals. And Did of course you know, we not. We have to nominate Spielberg because yeah. it's Spielberg. They should have, though. I mean, you have 10 fucking spots. Yeah. Did you know that Lin-Manuel Miranda performed Tick, Tick, Boom off Broadway? Really? Yeah. Did not know that. So this is like all him really Broadway Until he came in and did the music for Moana, I never heard of him ever. I had no idea who he was. Hamilton. I never really. I don't watch. I don't go to Broadway shows. Yes, yeah, I don't Hamilton's pay attention good. to Broadway. It came out as all. a movie. Yeah, I saw they put it on like Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. Ah, you should check it out. It is really good. The music is good. <laughs> if they make a movie, I'll watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably will. <laughs> it's funny because I like musicals, but I don't like yeah, Broadway shows. Same way I love sports movies, don't like watching sports. Interesting. <laughs> all right. If it's not I on think a big I, screen, I just you're need out. The, I just need the story. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but what's the story? Why yeah, do I yeah, care? Yeah. Like the pitcher comes out for the game. Yeah, but what's his story? I need to care. What's he coming for? <laughs> you follow him through the dugout into yeah. his car going home, and you're like, okay, this yeah, I'm into. Right. So do you have anything going on in your life that would make me easier to relate to you while you're out <laughs> there like, pitching? Yeah, he just threw a perfect game. He's like, yeah, but he uses chunky peanut butter yeah. instead of smooth. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he had a really hard day before he did it, so it really endeared me to him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Tick, Tick, Boom drove me to look up how much piano lessons cost that's how much i love that movie damn yeah i didn't do them yet but how I'm, much I'm thinking they? about it not as much as you think not i that wouldn't bad. think they'd be that bad yeah no not that bad i can't believe it's a directorial debut and not being nominated for song or score you didn't get any songs either jeez I had to have gotten a song or at least original song right because like you can't nominate the west side story songs again like not you already nominated. did it back in the day not nominated for original song damn not nominated for original score <laughs> that is like, what are we even doing here? Yeah, that's an all the way snub. It's crazy, man. They're really fucking up in the uh, song category. That leads we don't me talk into... about Bruno. They're screwing Lin Manuel left and right. Right? That is crazy. Wait, the Bruno one is nominated, I think. No, it's a different song oh, from Encanto. It, it should nominated. Been Bruno. From what I was reading, is like at the time where Encanto came out and they had to put in their picks. Oh, it's they really? didn't realize that that song would be as would, big as it okay, was. Yeah, so like they sense. had to just like it is hard. You have to just kind of like have the foresight to be like which one of these is going to be yeah, the that, banger that's really hard that, because and that's, the person a, that's that a tough it, one to call they, they don't decide what yeah. the popular so like is. they were like let's just go with the easy route of like the really like showstopper like slow song because that like is heartfelt maybe that'll like yeah. reach with people not realizing that like that just Bruno jam which is gonna good. yeah which is gonna bop on people uh, it's, it's yeah, too like good. it dethroned Frozen it's like the biggest chart-topping Disney song of you know, all time. when they all sing over each other at the end and it comes to like a climax, in music that's called a madrigal. And that was the name of the family in the movie. Look so they that. really so, like brought a Lin, lot of Yeah, Lin-Manuel really just... That dude, firing on all cylinders. So that's Tick, Tick, Boom. Man right there. I thought that was the huge snub, but I also think Spider-Man is a snub for the things that we talked about before. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, I don't could, necessarily think for best picture. I mean, leave it out of that if you want to. Yeah. And I it mean, got nominated for effects. It got nominated for effects, which is usually where those movies 
fall in line. I thought Andrew Garfield could have got a supporting actor nod for that too. <laughs> like everyone in the world talked about how cool it was that he was back. That he, yeah, and that had, he got he back did a and really he did a really good job like, in it. And everyone was hating on him way before this and he turned the whole narrative around. I don't know if it necessarily needs to be that, but I just felt like not having any representation for this movie is yeah. totally ridiculous. Especially considering just how much business that movie did for their business it's like for the movies total like, nonsense yeah because i mean if you go back to the 90s and everything most of like the really big popular movies like got nominated because it went hand in titanic. hand with yeah titanic lord of the ring terminator 2 made yeah that, t2 did I mean, that get nominated i honestly don't know <laughs> <laughs> taking a shot at a left field That's on that one i would feel like it had to that movie is like one of the best action movies ever made but James like Cameron ET too. got nominated like all those like it would always T2 go ahead. got nominated for visual effects sound mixing makeup and hairstyling sound editing cinematography and film editing not best Ooh, picture but a lot of pretty stuff pretty much got every technical but thing we're talking you about Spider-Man possibly... getting one nom yeah just visual effects so it's like come on yeah so that's like... still a snub to me even if it doesn't belong in best picture fine whatever but it yeah. just it inspires no confidence and it leads me to the next thing I want to discuss, which we will do after the break, and that is looking towards next year, whether the Batman can break this trend. Interesting. It's possible. Will the Batman break the trend? Find out after these messages. <laughs> there is never a better time to plug my sports YouTube channel, Mike the Mush. I love sports. I used to work at ESPN. I still work in sports, but ESPN is a cooler name that people recognize, so I go to that first. Plus, I got to play basketball against Doug Gottlieb once, who was a good college basketball player, but he was kind of a douche, and if he hears this, you were a dick when we were playing, man. I was just playing hard-nosed defense because he's an accomplished player that was playing really hard. What do you want, to just dominate guys that don't actually play in the pros? The point is, this is the kind of stuff you'll get on the Mike the Mush Sports Show. Plus, we talk gambling a lot. There's a lot of picks involved. Sports gambling is legal in a lot of places and getting legalized in other places. So we make a ton of picks. We share them. We have a ridiculous record. At the time of recording this, we're up 40 units on the year in 2022. So if you bet 10 bucks per bet, you'd be up $400 by following our picks right now. It's pretty nice. Plus, I love college basketball. With the tournament going on, it's the best time of the year. Everyone's filling out brackets. Everyone pretends like they've watched these teams before when I actually have, and they have no idea who Coppin State is, even though they're going to the conference tournament finals with like seven wins on the year. So anyway, if you don't want to put in the time figuring out every single sports angle, come to me. I'll do it for you. We do it live on YouTube. Join the chat so you could share your takes or rip on mine. I don't care. And you get some free picks out of it. Mike the Mush on YouTube, at Mike Mush Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe, hit the like button, leave some comments, join the chat. I'll see you there. The Batman was blown away. It's really good. It was really good. It's really good. For you to say a comic book movie is really good. I know. It's like. That's a glowing review right yeah, there. For it me. is. <laughs> and we're launching into this specifically, and we are going to talk about the movie, but I want to compare it to Dark Knight, which did get nominated for a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I think Dark Knight got, well, clearly Heath Ledger got, I don't know if, I don't think it got nominated for Best Picture, or it might have. I think it might be one of only the few comic book movies to get nominated for Best Picture. Or maybe not. I don't know. I base this on nothing. <laughs> Just rambling. Filling time, folks. Well, he presses the buttons, I fill the air. Heath Ledger did get nominated. Yeah, posthumously. You know, I was watching a video of somebody the other day talking about books, and she pronounced posthumously, posthumously. Idiot. And I was like, what? Did you turn it off What right was away? that? I was, no, I had to see if she kept doing it, <laughs> and she just kept doubling down. <laughs> the Dark Knight was nominated for Best Picture at the African American Films Critics Association Awards. Are there even any black people in that movie? <laughs> 
<laughs> Are there? Yeah, the guy on the the, uh, the guy that played Debo who died. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is on the, the criminal boat. in the. Of course, he plays a criminal. Yeah, of, of course. <laughs> you, on the ferry. You son of a bitch, Nolan. Yeah, what an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also Lucius Fox. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just, how much I Lucius remember. But I love Debo. I'm a Debo guy. Friday, good movie. Shows how much I remember. Oh, yeah. The guy, when they're like trying to figure out if they're going to set the I'll bomb off. It. Yeah. And he just walks up, picks up, and throws it off the boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was actually a great scene. I forgot. Yeah. 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 So that's I why I so want to launch into this because the difference between the two is it's like night vast. and day. Yeah. Even though they're both like very thriller esque yeah. and not so much comic booky movies, they're both very different in execution. 100%. Yeah. And if that one didn't get nominated, I think this one is stepping towards something that could get nominated yeah. because it's removing itself from classic comic book stuff. You hold on to that. <laughs> you think? It's, so there's yeah. no chance here? <laughs> Not a shot. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I, think... I feel like this is a good movie. If You could make no, this I'm... movie not Batman. Yeah. Like literally not Batman at all. It's just a different guy with the same plot. Yeah. And it would still be great. It would be. So the Academy, what, didn't, what do you do, think the Academy didn't do it for The Dark Knight. And The Dark Knight is the least comic booky movie probably ever. I think this one is less. I think uh, this feels like pure serial killer seven kind of stuff, which we yeah, talked about. Which, yeah, we talk, yeah, this movie basically is just seven with Batman. Which is great. Which is awesome. Yeah. And, but they're not going to nominate it. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I think it'll get nominated for a lot of things, right? The same I way th The Dark Knight. I think did. it'll get some technical stuff. It'll get sound. Yeah. It'll get score. Oh, pfft. Score is fucking phenomenal. Score Michael is, Giacchino, baby. Just he, ripping hits. DM'd him for the podcast, didn't answer. Did you? Tough. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, like, the sound of this movie is the best sound that I've heard in a theater in years. Many, many years. The Batmobile. Yeah, it's really good. The roar. Yeah, when it, like, roars Dude. to life in that scene. Holy shit. Yeah, Matt, Matt Reeves did some really good work that on this movie. That chase scene in general with the Penguin, which leads to more score stuff with the yeah. car is upside down. Dun, 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 dun. Insane. And, like, so good. they turned Pattinson into... And I actually don't want to give him credit for this because I think it belongs to the sound and the direction. They turned Batman into such a more menacing thing than it was before. Almost the same yeah. way that you would feel if a villain showed up in yeah. other movies. I think the most interesting thing the movie does is it plays the parallels between Batman and the Riddler so well right. that with literally little tweaks... The roles could be reversed. 100%. Because, like, the first scene that opens up, it's the Riddler being a voyeur, looking through those things, watching the mayor, the DA, yeah. whoever it is, like, that he kills on Halloween night. And then, literally, like, three scenes later, Batman, Batman does, the, does the exact same thing to Catwoman. Yeah. And it's just, like, throughout the entire movie, there's just these little things that just show, like, these two guys, if literally one different thing happened to either of them, the roles could easily have been reversed. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's why I don't... I know it's a comic book movie, I guess, because Batman's a comic book character, but this was just a movie. There were so many elements of, like, a mob movie with yeah. the Penguin type of stuff in the club and the underground club, and Zoe Kravitz did a great job. Yeah. And didn't feel like... She actually, this is a compliment. She didn't feel like Catwoman. She felt like just a character in a really good movie. Yeah, that was just It wasn't like, like over the top, like, yeah, there were cats, but like. Yeah, but it never like, I don't think they even say Catwoman at any point. In I don't the movie. know if they did. I think the closest thing is when he's like, you got a lot of cats. <laughs> She's like, I have a thing about strays. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, kill me. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. There was some cheesiness, but there has to be. Uh, but even like she didn't use the whip, she used a chain, you know? Like yeah. even stuff like that, yeah. they made sure to distance themselves. And I know on purpose they were doing like early phase Batman kind of things where he didn't have all the tools. But I hope that this isn't just a precursor to a next Matt Reeves movie where they have him be like more of a full-fledged Batman. Yeah, where it's like that they, would defeat the they purpose skipped like too much time for the next one. Like the Correct. next one's like six years later. Yeah, I want the next one to like pick up right where this one left off. Chaos in the streets of Gotham. He's yeah. trying to figure out who's going to rise to power. Kind of. We've thing. seen so much of the know what he's doing Batman. It's much more interesting now and unique to give us like early Batman and settle it in where he's like actively trying to be that better person. Like you got a little bit of it in Batman Begins. You did. But by the time you get to the Dark Knight, like But he's, even Batman Begins, he's way Yeah, and it, yeah, even Batman like, Begins, like he's fucking the king. Like yeah. Bruce Wayne just getting any fucking toy he needs exactly. to like do whatever the hell he needs to do. I also like the how they did this wasn't a Bruce Wayne movie at all. Yeah. One he of my had, like, favorite things. Scenes. Yeah, is that he's never he's barely ever Bruce and Wayne. And all he is as Bruce Wayne is the guy that's waiting to go home and be Batman. Yeah. And what I love that's another parallel that I love too is because I saw some people were complaining that his Bruce Wayne was just like an emo poster boy. And it's right. like, yeah. He's yeah. supposed to be. That's what like, it is. It's the same thing when you meet the Riddler behind the mask, and he's just this like scaredy cat, little diminutive guy. Yeah. It shows that like they're using these beacons to become larger than themselves. Like they're using it to hide behind so that they can feel what they want to feel to project out into the world. Like I think it's important that they're releasing their frustrations. Like <laughs> yeah, those changes. And maybe some people don't like this, but I love it. Make it less of a classic Batman movie, which yeah. is why I think it moves it towards what the Oscars could get behind. They probably won't. I'll be disappointed like I always am. I would be pleasantly surprised right. if it ended up happening. I'm cautiously yeah. pessimistic, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be pleasantly surprised. I even like that they went more, uh, I definitely don't want to say art housey because it's not that at yeah, all. Not, but I get. I get. But what everything you mean. was like shot dark. It's in very the rain. aesthetically pleasing. Yes. My favorite thing about the movie is the fact that it rains the entire the movie. whole movie, with the exception of like two scenes where like one that one scene where you see the sun. I was like, get that out of here. What's that doing here? <laughs> it's cloudy in yeah. Gotham always. Yeah. In Seattle, I was like, I love that every scene it was just pouring fucking rain. Yeah. And it really made this place just look like an absolute hellhole. The, to the live opening in. scene when they like. Well, this was the first Gotham that felt actually like New York to me. Yeah. Dark Knight was Chicago, feel. and it was shot in Chicago, and it looked and felt like Chicago, yeah. which is whatever. It's still a big city. The old Batman movies were very Tim Burton-y, cartoony, yeah, so those it wasn't ones supposed to be hilariously silly, the way they designed Yeah, Gotham. which fit those yeah. movies, you know? I'm yeah. fine with that. It was trying to do a different thing, just the way that this is. This but is the first one where we got Gotham, Gotham Square, Square Garden. <laughs> when that happened, I, I died. I, I was, I, it was cheesy, but I was like, it was. But that was one of the in New York. Yeah, that was one of the ones that was like the right amount of cheesy exactly. to put there. There was plenty like, of that. He acknowledged there was funny parts to this. It was dark. Like everyone's focused on like how dark and gritty and real it was. Sure, but there was like. The thumb drive one. Yeah, where it's like an actual thought. Yeah. Where like it was a the Riddler cuts off a guy's thumb. It's not really a spoiler. And a spoiler. it's attached to a thumb drive, and Batman figures it out and he's like, thumb drive. Yeah. And it's like, it's and genius, Jeffrey Wright's but it's just also like, very oh, silly. sick bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was another one, URL or whatever. Yeah. Like, there, there were a few of those where he was playing the detective. It was very hammy. Yeah. And it was it's, supposed to be. It's, it's fine. It's, it really cracked me up 
like before it came out when everyone was talking about like it's too dark like it's way it's so dark and it's just like it was dark. with the exception of some stuff with the riddler it was no darker than like any other dark comic book movie that yeah, i've seen it just had, felt like, more grounded than yeah the other yeah ones. it just it just felt more realistic right is probably but, what set people off more because it's like i feel like anytime something tends to be more realistic it like irks parents the wrong way while i was watching the movie i was taking mental notes basically and I was like, I'm really loving what I'm watching here, but I'm also scared about what it's going to bring because the movies have only gotten more realistic. Yeah. When Dark Knight came out, everyone was like, oh, this is so realistic. And now you look back at it, you're like, what? You're like, they blew up a football stadium. Pretty campy. Yeah. Yeah, like we have like a bunch of jokers like wheeling in across like city buildings <laughs> yeah. to rob a bank. You're like, right. Yeah, because that happens all like, the time. It was, it was great. <laughs> it doesn't take away from the greatness. But when this one comes out and it moves the needle, you're like, oh, this one's more realistic. Uh, eventually, are we going to come out with one where it's like Batman's just a dude that like sits at home a lot <laughs> and like doesn't he just does a lot of paperwork yeah. and he's drawing out like what the detective work is? Like what? How much more realistic do we even want to get? To get, yeah. Like you gotta toe that line. You do, and it, so it makes me wonder. Like I keep thinking that it's gonna be the end of the chain for rebooting some of these superheroes, and I'm wrong constantly. God, we can only hope. But it did lead us here, and we did get a good movie out of it. So I'm not I know. complaining it's, about it. It's like a double-edged sword because it's like. At the same time, if I was like, stop making Batman movies, you wouldn't have this movie. Right. So exactly. it's just like, do you put up with the constant shitty reboots for the one gem that it's you're going to get? It's really, all it is is just make good movies. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is it's like, you need to stop so much just being like, let's dust this off and make it. You need to get the right person for the yeah. right movie. Reeves was perfect. Yeah, like Reeves was great because he came to them. He had a Batman story that he wanted to tell. He was inspired and grew up on Batman stuff. So like it's something that he can connect to and make something that's worth seeing. Whereas they're just like, hey, like let's remake Total Recall. Who do we got? I don't know. Pick yeah. a guy. Yeah, right. Like, it's and it's like, Ethan Hawke and you're like, yeah, no shit. I don't yeah, even know just, who it was. No, it's it's co- uh, like Colin Farrell. Oh, yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, same, same thing. <laughs> Not even just close. Black-haired From white guy. Opposite <laughs> parts of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know who was sitting in the room where they were like, all right, man, we're going to do the penguin. Okay. Who do you want for him? He's going to be just like a fat, stocky, middle-aged guy. All right. Draw up a list of who we got. No, no, no. It's going to be Colin Farrell. He nailed it. <laughs> it's like, what? He really nailed it. No, he nails it. But like, who, was, who had that idea to be like, Colin Farrell. This was such a vision. Though. In a fat suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't even look cheesy and it didn't look no, on it looked, him, so it, it didn't looked amazing. out of it. Yeah. And do you know what's great? Practical fucking effects. That How'd makeup work on that was. Paul Dano. I thought he was phenomenal. I did that, too. He is so underrated as an actor. Ridiculous. He plays those just like diminutive yet like so creepy and sadistic like people so well. Like he can that, do prisoners. V- oh, prisoners um, are great. Yeah, he's, he's, he's phenomenal. He can do very little on the screen while doing a lot. Yeah. Does that make he sense? Can, yeah, yeah. 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 I, it's, it's weird the way he's able to do that. And then when it comes together at the end of the movie, which I won't spoil, but. I'll spoil. <laughs> he really he lets it loose at some point yeah and yeah, he no, really he's... turns into like uh just bigger makes more choices he's very animated yeah whereas I was, he wasn't throughout the, most of the movie i was reading something from matt reeves about one of the things he was doing and it's one of those things where i was just like i could never be a fucking director because they were filming the scene where he shows up on the phone yes. and he's like pops in from the side and does this little shtick and everything right. and apparently paul dano requested they shoot 
it 200 times because he just kept coming up with different like he'd do it one way and they'd be like alright now I want to try it like popping up this way yeah, and he would yeah, do it yeah. after the 12th time I'd be like we're fucking done man we got it like man. we got it like <laughs> if you can't get it in 12 we're fucking done well there but, like are... he just sits back there and just lets him go for 200 <laughs> I'm like bro we're burning fucking daylight here man like yeah that's too much what do you want to come in naked next what are we doing but again it turned it Whatever the process was yeah. turned out this movie. But I would be so pissed if I had to then edit that movie. Like, oh, you got to go no. through 200 takes to figure out which one. Like, And the best one is still, like, the first one. I'd be like, the motherfucker. How do you even choose? Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you go through 200 of them and be like, this is the best one? Yeah. You don't. Although, it won't shock me if in the future they release, like, They release the cut of it. I would just be furious. The Riddler I, cut would be a good one. I don't think I'd have the patience to put up with actors like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, not every director works that way. Like, a lot of directors do one cut. No, That's true. Like, we got like Clint Eastwood was the man. He's like, all right, we'll practice it once, then we're going to shoot it, then and then done. we move on, and yeah. we're done. It's like my, one of my favorite stories was Matt Damon when he was working on Invictus that Clint Eastwood made. Um, he you was, like that movie? No. No, me not, not okay. at all. Great. Um, <laughs> but he he was like struggling with the South African accent. He was like worried yeah, yeah. about it. So they do they do a scene, and it, when they ended it, he just, and Clint Eastwood was like, all right, that's good, let's move on. And, and Matt Damon was like, can I get one more skip? And Clint Eastwood just looked at him, and he goes, Sure. If you want to waste everyone's time, <laughs> that's badass. It's just like yes, that's Fuck how yeah. all directors should be. Like. Yeah, well, Clint Eastwood has the clout to do that. You yeah, know? like not everyone has the balls. Yeah, or then there's you have the inverse effect, like working for like a David Fincher, right. who will, like make you shoot a scene where like you just pick up a piece of paper like seventy times. Like I would just be like, "Fuck you, like, fuck that." Yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I got it. We yeah. got it. I just pick it up, crinkle it's it every fucking time. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I got the fucking shot. Burn man. the paper yeah. in front of the camera, and he's like, "We're using that take." Yeah. <laughs> Like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> He's a genius. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think we've exhausted enough but, about uh, the Batman. I'm sure yeah, there's like no, 900 podcasts you can go listen to about Batman. I know. And we didn't even get into the stuff that I would hate on. I won't hate. We won't on purpose. <laughs> I mean, I could hate, but I won't. You could. I mean, sure. I mean, everything I'd be hating on is just nitpicks anyway. Yeah. It's just stuff that me personally, like, I'm just tired of seeing in a Batman movie. But it's not anything that but that's part takes of it also, away like, from this movie. I will say, though, if the next movie they make the joke of the villain I'm out and I will jump off this bandwagon so I a, quickly I have a lot of concerns about the sequel because don't, you know it will happen yeah I don't want to see the joke I don't need the Joker in any more movies I liked the tease unless it was Joaquin it Phoenix's tease. Joker I don't, right. I don't care but it won't be yeah no. but it's not because well, it was that kid. Yeah, I mean, DC was, has already screwed that whole thing. Yeah, up. they were like, we're gonna make seven different universes going on at yeah, once. Yeah, because uh, you're gonna light it. I assume because you don't. Want uh, to no, I I watched a portion. I only watched the scene where the Justice League show up. Okay, yeah. At the so end. that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah. It's like so they have that. So those are connected universes. But the Batman was it's originally separate. supposed to be the Ben Affleck. Yeah, the Batman. Ben Affleck Batman. And he was actually supposed to direct and star. Yeah. Which would have probably been a disaster. And it would have been interesting. I like. Ben Affleck to yeah. be clear I, I like him too but, but I just don't I mean this came out so good that it's like they obviously made the right decision and that was many years ago and then they switched the script over and then Affleck was still gonna star but then he dropped out and whatever so now they have this universe they have the Joker universe which feels separate from this because the age gap doesn't really make a lot of sense I guess yeah. they could close that gap but they already they got a I can't remember the, the actor's the name the dude from Eternals yes exactly Barry Cogan is his name IMDB it I'll edit it in here. my favorite movie of the year <laughs> I was gonna say wait, we're doing a whole third. <laughs> Maybe my here. least favorite movie. Uh, of I, it was okay, but regardless, so they have that. Then Flash is coming out, which will, yeah. I guess, be to bridge all the old Batman's. Yeah, or at least maybe Michael that's Keaton. how they fix it. Is that what they're going to do? They're just going to rip off Spider-Man entirely? Pretty much. 
Yeah. You, what's funny is that they're ripping off Spider-Man entirely, but I'm pretty sure the Flash went in the pre-production first. It did. Yeah. It's been going for but they've so just, long. But they've just been taking fucking forever to do it, yeah. so now it looks Although like the it's Batman second to the race. the was actually probably before Flash, the original script, and then Flash went into production. They changed the director. They changed yeah. the actor, so they're both like... They're all over uh, the place. Yeah. They're, they're, DC's all over the place. Yeah, and that's why I... Man, I know there's going to be a sequel, but I'm cool with it. Just let it live, man. If they'd never made another one, I'd be totally fine Or make with another that. one with the same tone. Like, still early phase stuff. Like, yeah. Pattinson's just the early phase Batman. This is what it is. I don't need it to age up and turn into the other things. Yeah. It's fine. So, like, the thing that he learns at the end of the first one is that, like, he has to learn to be more hopeful. Yeah. That this vengeance path that he's doing is not helping the city heal. Yeah, and by the way, this is one of the more hopeful Batmans. Yeah. Everyone says it's so dark. So now like, you, sec- yeah, is, your but... second movie is... You get a villain that's going to test that theory, and it's going to bring him to the brink of how far can he go to remain hopeful for the city. Sure. don't have it be the Joker. But also (laughs) just pick it up right where it left off. Like, have it be a true continuation. It's not a sequel later. It's just, like, literally, we're getting three more hours. It could just be like, it's it's now, like, next week. Yeah, Yeah. right, exactly. I imagine that's probably what they would do because you would you now have the vacuum that the Penguin is going to yeah, exactly. do in the criminal underworld. Although I wouldn't want Penguin as the main villain either. That's the problem with these kind of things is like you when you veer towards what you should do for comic book reasons. Yeah, it makes the movie worse. Marvel has found a way to bridge those two things and make the movie still good and yeah. serve the. That's a rare thing though. The thing I loved most about Batman is that it wasn't comic booky. So. Yeah, he relates to year one Batman and all the nerds listening are like, this is exactly how the comic... I get year it. one. <laughs> like, I get it. But still, stay far away from the yeah. comic book stuff and Don't you'll end up with a better movie. Don't try to do too much with it. Yeah. So you know, we need Arnold Schwarzenegger back as Mr. Freeze. Dude, imagine. That's what we need. Imagine. This is like, a spoiler, it's just the continuation. They're like, man, when's this rain going to end? And it's just turning to snow. Yeah, the, the, the city floods. At the end of this yeah, movie, imagine someone just shows up. He just, Arnold shows I, he up. just ices it all over. <laughs> it turns into like a curling movie or something. <laughs> like this movie was just a rainstorm. The next movie is just a snowstorm. That and Mr. Freeze comes to town. That would be really funny. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that Me movie. too. So in next year's, if we're still doing the podcast or if everyone tuned out by now <laughs> due to all of this, we'll talk about whether the Batman got nominated or not. I had a couple other honorable mentions that I want to rip through. We don't have to talk about them big time. Rip it. Get Back, the Beatles movie. I consider that a movie. Some people consider it a TV show. It was like a documentary. It is. Like a three-part. It's eight hours long. I mean, what is not a movie? Yeah. I only watched the first episode. I don't need it to be in the Oscars, I guess, but it needs to be somewhere. Yeah. Uh, You should continue it. It was great. We did a documentary. I meant to. There is a best documentary, isn't there? Yeah. So yeah, so why, why is it, it not? not yeah. Right. Like, it needs to be represented. So that is an honorable mention for me. And No Time to Die, James Bond. Did you watch that? Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. I don't know if you had to nominate it for anything. Heavy spoiler warning for No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie. If you didn't see it, skip the next 15 seconds or so, or maybe 30 seconds, whatever you want to do. This is your warning. Don't say you weren't told. I thought it was really good. I liked that I they finally really had the balls to kill him. Yes. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I planned that. <laughs> which which is already clear, right? Like, we knew that he wasn't yeah. coming back as Bond. They moved And on it was interesting whatever. to finally have, like, a set of Bond movies that told a cohesive story from beginning to end. So, yes. like, all five were, like, kind of interconnected with each other. You know, I that watched was, this on a plane, that was interesting. all, so I didn't have a lot of notes. And also, if I liked it on a plane, yeah. it must have been great. Oh, dude. Yeah, you gotta see that on a big screen. I know, but 
I did take note of one thing. To your point, there were five Daniel Craig Bond movies and four different directors, and yeah. it still felt like a cohesive story. Yeah, which is weird. Which is interesting. Well, yeah. it helps that all the writers were the same for yeah, the most there part. Were a lot of I think actors and characters. I think there were a couple different writers. There's actually. a. Co- I, I know the main ones. At least two. There's there's two main ones that are like have been writing the last all the Bond movies each, from yeah. like the last like ten years. Yeah. But then I think like. Who, depending on who the director was for each one like I know Sam Mendes like probably right. helped write his yes. one because he's a big like writer director I just thought this I wanted there to be a another award could be like a culmination of a series award like I don't know what that looks like but it felt like this should be recognized for like hey In some way these five Bond movies were actually really fucking good like yeah. overall Craig is to me the best Bond well yeah definitely one of the best I think it depends yeah. on what you're searching for in your bonds. For modern stuff, like they could yeah, have done for what like they did. Connery, yeah. of course, is great, but yeah. I mean, each one of them brought their own like sure. special Pierce charm was good. to yeah. it. I'm sure Roger Moore has fans. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can't think of any other bonds. Uh, George Lazenby sure. did one of them. Sure, one Lazenby. of my the unsung hero for me is Timothy Dalton. He, yes, he did the okay, two License to Kill and yeah, yeah. Um, The Living Daylight. He's also just a great actor. Those two movies are fucking. I just thought they're uh, good. You know. I copied and pasted this into Notepad. That's where I take my notes. That's a crazy thing to do. I understand. You put notes on a Notepad. I do. I do. <laughs> and when I copy and paste emojis into Notepad on Microsoft, the goat emoji actually shows up as a little goat, even in Notepad, which I'm shocked wow. by. Even Notepad recognizes game. <laughs> it does. And I wrote goat intros and songs because the whole Bond intro thing is awesome. Yeah. And all their songs song are the only thing. Yeah, they don't want one. Yeah, which it deserves. Yeah, that one deserves. That one was easily the one of the best Bond themes like they've ever made. Great, and this one was great too. Like, um, there's some things about Bond that like I feel like we need to acknowledge it more, and it just kind of like it's one of our longest lasting franchises. Yeah, I don't know why it's like it's been like what, what came five, out first, first five Batman decades movie now? or Bond like Bond, Bond by forty years, and I mean it's a unless you count the the sixty six Batman movie with Adam West. Uh, even that though, like when did the first Bond come out? It had to be near that. Good call, Michael. It was near that. Dr. No was 1963. That same Adam West Batman, the movie, 1966. Sometime in the 60s? I don't Probably. know. It might have been after Batman. 66? In any, and that was a TV Batman show. That yeah, that was the TV movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. Sometimes case, you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> I just wanted to call out Bond. You know, that's a great movie. I, a lot of my employees were like, they saw it before me and they were like, yeah, it's not great. Really? So I was like going in with like, and honestly, I like, I want to thank them for like lowering the expectations because yeah. like I went into it just You're being like, like, this is good. Yeah. like, all right, this will just be like, just got to get through it. And then it came on from the first scene. I was like, this movie's fucking awesome. Also, I was like, cast, what are you like, talking Daniel about? Daniel Craig, Rami Malek, Christoph Waltz, Ralph Fiennes, Leah Sadu, Ben Weeshaw as Q. I don't know that guy's name, but Q is a really good character. He's, a, re- these five he's a really good actor, that Jeffrey guy. Wright, Lashana Lynch as the new 007. Like, I felt like this movie had everything you want. What Ana de Armas. Yes. Oh, my God. Goddess. Yeah. So I don't get it. I mean, I know I'm just kind of like, saying what everyone else says like all oh, the popular <laughs> movies should be in here but whatever it's true I mean the stuff you always end up liking the most never really gets recognized I've, I've made my peace with that at this point I guess because I already know so. my most anticipated movie for this year has no shot in hell of getting nominated for Which anything uh, Bullet Train I haven't you seen see a trailer for that yet I, oh that's the with, one with, with Brad Pitt, Pitt. Yeah, 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 yeah where he's on the, the bullet Batman train in Japanese it. yeah it looks, looks really silly So it looks so silly and I'm like it. so ready for it the second I saw 
Hiroruki, I probably yes. pronounce it Hiroruki Sonata. The guy from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, from Mortal Kombat yeah. Lost and everything. Yes. He's one of my favorite Japanese actors. So I'm just Great. like, so, Great. yeah. Sure. Anytime I see him in a movie, I'm like, that's all right, let's go. I'm sold. I don't need to give, fucking know a goddamn thing. Give him the for the small role award, dude. I'm yeah, yeah, the small, yeah. Because right. he was in what, both of the Army of the Dead movies last year. Yes, right. Uh, he just pops up. He's been popping up in a lot of stuff lately. I'm like super excited that he's in things. Me too. Blowing up. Let's rip through the smaller awards. And then when we come back next week, or if you're listening to this later, then you know just go turn it on there's no oh, time yeah. gap we will do best picture best actor actress and make our picks for what we think should Get happen into the big probably will happen four. but there's smaller awards that i want to rip through now hit me with them first one animated feature film let me get the nominees nom? here. It's probably like um, eight Disney movies. And, and we don't need to go through all of them, right? Encanto, Flea, Luca, Mitchells vs. Machines, Raya, and The Last Dragon. Um, it's actually a stacked little... Yeah, it's pretty I good. I would say Encanto, I thought Encanto is yeah, going to win. It's probably because Disney's always... But like Mitchells vs. Machines was really it was good. good. It's really I good. I actually didn't see Flea. I hate to admit it. I haven't it seen that either. One of the things on my list, there were three or four that I didn't get to. Some stuff you just can't. It's just tough to get to. Yeah. And um, that that's one of those ones that's like they don't make it easily accessible to see that. Movie. I know. So it's just I like... Know. If you're not Disney and you're animating, yeah. you're like, you're just little brother. Yeah. And sorry. also like... I run, sister. I run a movie theater. Like, I'm not paying for movies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But, so you better put your shit out. Encanto <laughs> was definitely the best of those. Uh, Although Raya and the Last Dragon deserves a shout. Yeah, Raya and the Last Dragon was good. Um, even Luca was fine. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I don't, best picture worthy, probably not. But, no, no, no. But Encanto will probably definitely it win. Should. It's just such a juggernaut. Probably definitely will win. It always cracks me up the way Disney movies are today. Where it's like when we were kids, like it was a very clear villain. You know, you had your Jafar, you had your yeah, Scar, yeah. Um, all these people. Now, it got so far away. Yeah, from like when you see, like, if you've seen Encanto or Ray and the Last Dragon or um, Turning Red that just came out, yeah. the Did villain, yeah, yeah, good? I just watched it. Really good. I oh, liked, nice. I liked it a lot. Okay, okay. Um, the, re- the, the, the new villain for new age Disney movies is just generational trauma. Yeah. Like it's you're just right. like it's just like how your family passes down That's probably pain short to each enough, other. I think. I think that this it's is It's super a interesting though. It, oh, it's, I love it's it. It's super interesting. They, it's in the same vein they've gone completely away from romantic it's, relationships. Yeah. They don't do that. They've really done all. the like man versus self. Yeah. type of movies in fact, now. I think there's a world where we realize in 5 years they probably overcorrected a little bit. Yeah, like they did to too much the and you need yeah. to do like a mixture, but, but it's it's, fine. it's for right now it's it defines a new era of Disney movies. Yeah. It's it's firing. I'm I've I'm with all you. three of those movies I loved, so like I'm really into like what they're doing right Agreed. now with that. Agreed. Let's move on to costume design. Oh yeah, that's the one. Cruella Serrano. I didn't see that. Fucking Cruella. Dune. I liked Cruella for what it was. was it was funny. like an animated movie that wasn't animated, if that makes sense. Yeah. It um, just felt like it was silly, but it was supposed it to be. It was silly. Uh, some movies just rub me the wrong way, the way they just like needle drop. Every fucking song. They're like, all right, the movie's set in the 70s. Like, give me every fucking 70s song yeah. that we possibly can needle drop on this. It depends. A fine line, because Licorice Pizza did that and it worked. So, like... Yeah, it's a balancing act, and I can't tell you where the line is. I think it because... goes back to, like, just make a good movie. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Because it yeah. it's like, I watch it with Cruella, where Cruella has too many moments that have me groaning, where every time the needle drops happen, now I'm it's like, fuck it's you. out of the movie. Yeah, whereas with Licorice Pizza, it heightens it the movie. Know, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, there's no rhyme or reason know, to it's anything. Really, it's really weird. All yeah. the stuff that I hate on, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's <laughs> literally just hits me internally, and I'm like, fuck So what this. you're saying is Jungle Cruise should <laughs> be nominated for Best Picture. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 
costume design. We should do a worst movie of the year. <laughs> oh, we should do one of those. We should do a podcast. Yeah, that's, we already do summer blockbusters. We do Oscar. How quickly do, like would, Razzies? Yeah, or whatever. They how, have yeah, they have the Razzies. How quickly would everyone hate on the Academy Awards if oh, they yeah, just yeah. made worst movie of the year yeah, and like everyone's there in like suits and shit? <laughs> And up for worst movie of the year is Jungle. They play the music immediately when yeah. someone gets on stage. Yeah, they get get, off. they're like you're not even allowed to say anything. Yeah. They just give you like a piece of trash <laughs> ma- modeled in the form of an Academy Award. It's just a picture of Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cat- costume design. Uh, we're we're gonna we're, get through these. We're I giving the we Academy are. gold here. <laughs> Cruella, Serrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. I would say Nightmare Alley. I agree. The costume design really was really Spoiler good in that week. movie. I like that movie more than I also like that movie. Do you love Del Toro? I do love Del Toro. That man just gets me. He's really you know what? I am style. Yeah, style is is a hugely like the movie's got to have substance. But Dune has style. But style is really well. Yeah, Dune also is like I would say if we were going for costume, either Nightmare Alley or Dune, because both of those did really well creating that world and the costume design was a huge portion. Totally of putting you into that setting. West Side Story felt too normal. Like, sure, yeah. it was cool that it was well, a period piece. West Side Story was just very, like, this is how people dress in the 50s. Also, it's like, yeah, cool, way, I've seen that. Spoiler for how I feel about this movie. They already fucking made the movie. <laughs> but we'll get to that next week. All right. International feature film. Just kidding. I think yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, let me just say, um, uh, <laughs> the, the reason I wrote this one down is that it's interesting that Drive My Car is nominated. Because it's nominated for Best Picture and International they, Feature, and I feel like you should have to pick one. They did that with Parasite also. Did they? Parasite won International Feature it, it will. and Best Picture. It, it's yeah. garbage. It's yeah. like, if you've gotten elevated to so American for me to say that the big leagues is the best the picture, big right? But still, the point remains, this is an American awards show. Yeah. Right? So if your international feature film gets the Best Picture, you're probably like, yeah, you know, if someone else can take the international award. Yeah, you like, don't even it care. does Although, like, it's silly. you're probably, like, fine with it because you're like, you're I stand no chance in hell right. of winning Best True. Picture, you're so right. I might as well take the international win. Good point. Uh, let me just list these movies. Because, like, even until Parasite won Best Picture, everyone was still like, are they going to do it? Like, you know are they going to do this it? Is, this like, is a pretty, now that I'm looking at it, it's a pretty good crop of international feature films because Flea is on there. Neither of us saw it, but it's yeah, also yeah, animated and it's nominated for animated. A Hand of God from Italy I've heard about, but I didn't watch. Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom. That sounds like First a movie. Movie right there. Great subtitle. It makes me really <laughs> curious. Is there actually a yak in the classroom? If there's not, then I've been lied to. Yeah. And that's from Bhutan, classroom. which apparently is a country. Never heard of Again, that country. Again, so before. American. Where was Bhutan? <laughs> Who is Bhutan? Yeah. <laughs> now we're just playing Jeopardy. Also, worst person in the world was from Norway, and that was nominated for a couple things. So, right, yeah, pretty so good international run there. Yeah. Makeup and hairstyling. Oh yeah. Coming to America, Cruella. Fuck Dune. off, Coming <laughs> to America. I get out of here. I wanted to go quickly because I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, Eyes of Tammy Faye, House of Gucci. Eyes House of, of Tam- Gucci was another one I didn't get to, but I heard it good things actually. Uh, half of the movie is good. I like Adam Driver a lot. Oh, I love Adam Driver. I think he's phenomenal. Lady Gaga is really I good. I also in it like too. Lady Gaga. I didn't mean to leave. But yeah, it's it's the the movie is suffers in the second half. Eyes of Tammy Faye. Pretty Eyes good of Tammy Faye. Makeup. Hair, makeup. The makeup for freaking Jessica Chastain was incredible. Unbelievable. And Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. And Garfield. But uh, Chastain especially. Like the way they just like puffed out her cheeks and like really gave her that like like she just like looked like her personality that yeah. like affable just like 100%. cheery little. Let me, by like, the way, we're gonna give odds and our picks. 
at the end for the best pictures of next week, but I want to give the odds for these as well, which I forgot to do, but now we're going to do it. So animated... People put up the odds of what's winning? What's projected to win. If you wanted to bet on these, what would be the <laughs> animated ones? Uh, Encanto on is anything. a one to eight favorite, monster favorite, minus oh, 800 to win for animated. Costume design... Cruella minus 650. Very big favorite. Cruella. Cruella I guess win. because June like second. since it takes place in the fashion industry, they're like, it's a layup. Point. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> International feature film, Drive My Car minus 5,000. You'd have to bet $5,000 to win $100. That's how awful those odds are. That obviously is going to win. That's my insane. point. It's like, don't nominate it for this thing. Makeup and hairstyling, Eyes of Tammy Faye is a favorite. Yeah. Uh, Cruella it's is close. Be. And Dune is also close, which makes sense because Skarsgård. Dune has a lot of like, yes. Yeah. Skarsgård looked like wild in that yeah, movie. Yeah. Even Batista, like the, that like weird, like off color yeah, they kind of yeah. give him. Oh, how about Momoa with no beard? That's not makeup, but it counts. It has to count. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they convinced him to shave for a movie, has that to has count. to count for something. Or best director. Like whoever, something has to happen. Whoever was the guy that <laughs> shaved him or convinced him to shave for yeah, the role. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, I totally forgot he was... Uh, you want to get really mad for a second if we want to trigger TJ? This is the section of the podcast where it's, here's triggering TJ, and we have music, let's, and we have a graphics. Just, and in my head, I just hear... Yeah, both those things. What's the Kill Bill thing with Quincy Jones? It's like... Exactly, exactly. Coming to America has better odds than House of Gucci to win Best Makeup. Why do you think that it? What? I don't oh, know. Because, because Eddie Murphy plays multiple roles. That yeah, I is. guess. Yeah, that's fair. I guess because they put him in like the old. Because he re he returns to those old dudes again. And so does Arsenio Hall. Yeah. That does make sense now that I think about it. Still, fuck that movie. That okay, movie was so enough. fucking it was, bad. It wasn't good. There it was doesn't even parts. deserve to be nominated for anything. All right, all right, all right. So so I know I triggered you on movie. purpose, and that was, <laughs> that was here's triggering TJ. Original score nominees oh, are go. Don't Look Up. I don't know why that's that, I couldn't honest. name one good soundtrack There might have been. It's, sometimes it's hard to tell. Like It's hard to remember. But Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers. Parallel Mothers, one of our favorite. Hello, Mother's got original oh, score. We're oh, gonna get to that. Man. I mean, if you don't know what direction Father's going, oh, you're gonna God. learn next week. That's tease, That's folks. A movie, That's a tease. Right? That's and a Power right of the there. Dog original score. Again, I don't really recall that. Give it to Dune. The music on Dune is fucking phenomenal. I, I think Encanto should win anything sound related, but I hear you. Encanto could also, um, but I, if they're going original score, they might just go Dune. The one scene I forget where like they're about to like take off to the planet to go attack it. And it's yeah. just the one guy up there just going like, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very. Yeah, it's like, oh, this movie's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best score odds, Dune is a big, big favorite. Big favorite Power Dog yeah. second and Canto third, which is garbage. Parallel Mothers Parallel comes Dog last. second? Parallel Mothers last. I can't believe it because how much we both love that film. You'll hear about that soon. I swear you will in a couple <laughs> days. Original song, Be Alive from King Richard. That was uh, Beyonce at the end. It was in the credits. <laughs> I turned it off before that. <laughs> uh, dos Oreguitas from Encanto that's, should have that, been yeah. that's the one that should have been that's Bruno. the one that should have been we don't talk about uh, Bruno but we don't talk about Bruno that's a good point thanks yeah you can nominate uh, Down to Joy from Belfast good movie I don't really remember that song yeah I don't remember uh, that no song No Time to Die Billie Eilish and Somehow You Do from Four Good Days I didn't see that movie I'm not even actually familiar never with it. even heard of it there's not one song in there that stands up I get, Encanto give it to Encanto or No Time yeah, to Die yeah Encanto yep 
Um, what, no time, time to die, die is a favorite, and Encanto is second. Yeah, what it's worth. And that one song's fine. It's a little slow for my taste. Yeah, that yeah. the No I Time to Die one. But oh yeah, yeah, No Time to Die. No, it's, it's slow for me. Right. Like, is it supposed just to be need, the best song or the one I need that fits like, the movie? The I just need my snappy shit. This podcast is brought to you by Snappy Shit, by the way. Buy Snappy <laughs> Shit at snappyshit.org. Promo code the link ten for ten percent off. We love snappy shit around here. Sound. <laughs> How about sound? Again, if Batman isn't here next year, if I remember, this is a reminder of myself to go edit in this part next year next for year. the Oscar podcast when Batman doesn't when Batman. get nominated for anything. It has to get nominated for sound. I mean, you soundtrack would, at you least. You would really hope so. Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, Power of the Dog, West Side Story. I can't believe these are the nominees for sound. For sound. Isn't that weird? I guess West Side Story, I mean, sound, I don't think song. Yeah, no, sound is just like how yes. they edit the dialogue and everything together. Yeah. I, like just yeah. how everything like blends together. I would nominate this podcast for best sound. Oh, yeah, it's top notch. But <laughs> Belfast even, I guess there was some warlike scenes in that. I don't really remember. Yeah. I would say Dune, though. Uh, it has to be yeah, overwhelming Dune, favorite, right? Or I guess West Side Story. Dune, big favorite. Dune is the big West favorite. West Side Story second, to your credit. So there we go. There so, go. Uh, visual effects, Dune, Free Guy. <laughs> I don't know how that made it there. Uh, <laughs> the special effects of that aren't even good. They're like yeah. they're like supposed to be so, like hokey gamey because it's that... like a hokey game. And there's no way they're smart enough to like acknowledge that and nominate yeah. for that. No, yeah, very weird. No Time to Die, Shang Chi got a nomination for visual effects. Interesting. Yo, and Spider Man okay. No Way Home that has to win, right? I guess. Well, know. you got to give it something, I think. Yeah, I guess Spider-Man. No Time to Die did a lot of really good practical effects. There wasn't a lot of, like, VFX work. Dune is a, a Dune, monster. Yeah, I was going to say Dune is probably the monster favorite. Like, the biggest favorite one, of any of these things we've talked about so far. Because the, the effects in that look incredible. That scene where, I think it's Momoa, is holding Chalamet at the mm. back of the, like, ship that they're on, you just see the worm, like, ingesting. Oh, yeah, that yeah. It looks fucking incredible. Like, Even just all the desert scenes and... The one where they're running from the worm or whatever yeah. the fuck they call it. Yeah, or when Josh Brolin and his team are running out to fight the invading army and just like Dude, the that explosions was around it. Like, just like, Did yeah. you like that movie? I fucking love that movie. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought it was unbelievable. I love that movie. I love short films, but I didn't have time to get to these, and I really want to, but I'm nope. not going to go into it. The writing awards save for the actual film breakdowns because yeah. they're all that's my, for each that's, other. And that's my bread and butter Yeah, right me there. too. And cinematography and film editing I'll also save. We'll, we'll dip into that later in uh, episode two, which Woo! we will record at a totally different time yeah it's gonna be i gotta get yeah, out you'll come back. i'll come back yeah i'll come yeah. back well Five. we might yeah. sound similar <laughs> but that's just how we sound yeah it's just my voice you know what i mean so i hope this was a good warm-up for everybody next week we're coming back with best picture best director best adapted screenplay best original screenplay cinematography film editing best movie with a spider in it spider-man might win all the hits <laughs> all the hits there, all the there's hits. your award best movie with a spider <laughs> in it they would still be like fuck spider-man you know that they would make a <laughs> Spider-Man movie every year just to win that award. Although, there's not a spider in Spider-Man. There's a Spider-Man in Spider-Man. Does it count? But there's not a spider. The emblem on the chest is a spider. And uh, is it a real can live it be spider? nominated three times because there were three Spider-Men? No. In fact, it's only Spider-Man that can win that? They just start putting actual spiders in the in the credits of the movies just to uh, be nominated for that Someone like, zooms in 100% and it's like, hey guys, check it out. In We've our got a spider. Movie, we had a spider in one of the scenes and it wins. <laughs> they take it and Spider-Man's like, finally, this is our year. <laughs> Fuck, man. We couldn't get it. And it goes to uh, eight legged freaks <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get on to the good stuff next week we'll see you there later from the award-winning game designers from parker brothers comes who put a yak in the classroom 
a brand new board game based on the award-winning film Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom, from the great country of Bhutan, which, as everyone knows, is a Buddhist kingdom on the Himalaya's eastern edge. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just I cut it there. <laughs> I think we just put it in like this. Good stuff. That's going to be a hot gift. You better pre-order it now. What a game that will be. I don't want to go overboard on the outro because this is part one of two. There's more coming. And announcement for everybody. This is why you listen to the outros. Since the Oscars are next Sunday, part two will drop on Friday. Normally we come out every Monday, I know, but we're going to push it early. We're going to have it come out on Friday instead so that if you want to hear about the best picture noms and the major awards before the Oscars air, then you'll be able to do that. It'll come out Friday morning. Keep your eyes peeled for that episode. 58 but we got to wrap episode 57 first first of all go to the at the link underscore podcast blah 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 like subscribe tell your friends tell your mom tell your dog talk to them they like to hear your voice but before we are done we need a secret code word that you can post at those social media spots why so that i know you listened all the way through the end of the episode it means a lot we did a lot of weird rambling it was fun but it was silly and this week the secret code word is grouch because oscar the grouch is the one that i want to watch over this award show to be honest but i love all the movies well actually i didn't love all the movies but they're really interesting to talk about Tune in next week. You'll get it. Post Grouch to your social medias. Make everyone confused, but the people that know, they know, and they count for more. Hit the music. We'll see you next week.